Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How was your 4th of July weekend? I hope it was fantastic. I hope it was uh, red, white, blue, and filled with hot dogs. And I hope you didn't blow off a finger or lose an eye. Does anybody have real fireworks anymore? I don't know. I've been in California for so long that I don't know what the rest of the country is like fireworks. You couldn't blow off anything with the fireworks available to me. You, you could sh- you could put it up against your eye when you lit it. I don't oh think my you'd be gosh. Fine. Well, uh, you can get them somewhere, obviously, because in Chicago over the weekend, uh, Chicago proper, um, the uh, there were several mob attacks on cop cars where people were sh- shooting fireworks at them, kicking them, pounding them with their fists, screaming at the cops, and forcing the cops to retreat um, from various neighborhoods at various times. It was just chaos and anarchy. And they were shooting what seemed to be bottle rockets at the cop mm. cars. Uh, I throw this out there to uh, you listening wherever you are across the country on any of the stations we are on right now. Uh, what kind of fireworks can you get where you are? I'm curious. Text line 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. That's one of the reasons, of course, if you've seen the videos from the shooting at the parade that happened north of Chicago, that's the most common thing you hear, right? When there's a shooting, I thought it was fireworks. Well, mm-hmm. outside of the 4th of July, you need to recognize probably ain't fireworks. Probably gunfire. 
But if I'm at a 4th of July parade and I hear pop, 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 I got to admit, I probably would ignore it as fireworks. And a lot of people did. But it turned out to be Mm -hmm. another psychopath. I don't know what's going to turn out to be this guy's problem. Deciding he wanted to kill a bunch of people for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I suppose at some point, some mental health expert will accurately and completely diagnose the syndrome wherein a troubled young man, it's almost exclusively young men, with a desire for fame, a resentment about his life, a feeling that he's been cheated somehow, decides to hurt or kill as many people as he can. Uh, that psychologist or psychiatrist's uh, conclusions will probably be ignored, and we'll not even hear about them. But, yeah, there is absolutely a syndrome that you can see, can't you? I mean, you see the shape of it. You see it in the way these guys look and they act and and their uh, uh, social media postings and rap songs or whatever. You can. I just. I don't know exactly how to describe it. Um, no, angry I, loner weasel. Uh, we're against putting out the picture and names of these people. Uh, so are all mental health professionals because you create more of them as they get to be like kind of a hero. As we've talked about a lot over the years, I can understand why they were putting out the picture name yesterday because he was on the loose for a while and who knows what mm-hmm. his plans were or where he was going. But did you watch uh, the, the one uh, video that was making the rounds? He's actually a semi successful rap musician video maker. He uh, had a net worth of about $100,000 as a 22 year old. Um, and uh, one of his videos, when I watched it, I thought, the quality of this is unbelievable. I mean, it wasn't just some crap you put your iPhone up against the wall and did a few things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really high quality. So he had whatever. But it was weird. And uh, But there's there's lots of freaking weird music out there with weirdos with lots of tattoos doing it. You, always have been. Always have been. Yeah. And you, you can't lock all those people up. So, But... When I saw the pictures, same reaction you had. Everybody had, yeah, that looks like the kind of that that looks exactly like what I thought it was going to look like. Mm-hmm. So how how do we how do you deal with that? If everybody reacts to the pictures of these people by saying, "Yep, that looks like exactly what I was expecting," you'd think there'd be some way to to to, to anticipate these things. Yeah, and I don't mean to be discouraging, but. Um we're talking about a mental health issue, a behavioral issue um, that, you know, all the signs of it, uh, up, not not including like killing animals or making threats online or, or things like that. But all of the signs that lead up to it and you think, yeah, that's the kind of guy. Sure enough. Well, none of it's illegal. Some of it's really common. I mean, every disaffected youth who likes like angry music and sure. plays, you know, role playing games or whatever. And, um, I mean, come on, there are tons of them. But anyway, and I don't want to be all discouraging and down because uh, we can't wallow in it, folks. Nope. I mean, it'll kill me. It'll kill you if we just spend all our time contemplating misery. But there's this story, um, out of San Francisco about this mentally ill guy slept in a planter box. He was full of of uh, paranoid delusions. He's schizophrenic or whatever the proper diagnosis is, but he's he's full on profoundly mentally ill, um, and nothing can be done uh, in terms of committing him against his will or what have you for reasons we've discussed. Just our current state of our laws and various uh, the ACLU doesn't want you to be able to and such. So this guy's so paranoid some old fellow was walking by with his dog and and this crazy guy this mentally ill guy perceived him as a threat, shoved him down, the guy hit his head and died. And so the crazy guy 
is tried for murder. Well, he's acquitted because he's so damn crazy. And all he did was push a guy down, and, and so they acquitted him. And he's back on the street living in a planter box, waiting for the next old man to walk by. Wow. So if we can't figure out how to deal with the problem, that, I mean, that is like the neon, it's like the, the, the Las Vegas Strip advertising. I'm completely unable to take care of myself. If we can't figure out how to deal with that, how are we going to f- deal with some disaffected punk-ass kid who thinks he'll be an anti-hero like he sees in the comic books or whatever. He's going to be like Loki and and be the bad guy who's kind of a good guy and kill a bunch of people. What the hell do we do? I don't know. I don't know, because the 99.9% of the youth you were describing who kind of like the angry music and kind of pretend to be angry at the world aren't going to do anything. Right. It's just a phase of life you go through. Right. You want to be rebellious. Which I think brings us back... And I wish I had a better answer for you, but it brings us back to the question of trying to contain the contagion of, hey, that would be a good idea, or I'll bet I could do that, or I'll bet my face and name would be on TV and people would hear my list of grievances. I mean, we've just got to stop it. New York Post, I love you in so many ways, but you have got to stop making exciting anti-heroes of these murderers. Unless you like watching innocent people die. I don't know why you keep doing it. The official statement from the government on the contagion that we've got going on is, in the coming months, we expect the threat environment to become more dynamic. Targets could include public gatherings, faith-based institutions, schools, racial and religious minorities, the media, etc. Yeah, well, geez, it practically includes anywhere people gather ever. I don't doubt that. Um, We have talked many times over the years about this book by Thomas Sowell, conflict of visions and i saw it play out actually in my life yesterday as this story broke and i was uh with people i'll be very vague uh i was with people and uh it was immediate the whole idea behind a conflict of visions is for whatever reason you have your worldview and there seem to be there are many shades of everybody's worldview, but there seem to be two particular, and all all of it goes together in a package. You mm-hmm. you you if you um if you're worried about uh, abortion rights and and trans and and um uh you know the guns are the problem and everything like that you're you all of those things seem to fit together and the same on the other side anyway. So I'm with this group of people, and for some people, the immediate thought was yesterday, I look at that picture and I think, yeah, that's the kind of kid it was. What are we going to do to stop people like that? And the other group immediately was, how do we get stop the gun problem? They immediately thought of the problem being the gun. I and others immediately think the problem is the person. And I thought that was interesting that we so immediately went there. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just clear to us in our minds, absolutely with 1,000%, the problem is the guns. Or 100% for me, the problem is the people. And, uh, I don't know, I just found that fascinating. I'm not exactly sure what drives that. No, uh, it could be uh, genetic. Maybe, but uh, that, that, is where, that is where part of the problem lies in coming up with a solution, is if you've got such a divergence of what the problem is. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I've got to admit, I just, I'm so tired of 
this discussion and the lack oh, yeah. Of, oh, yeah. of of good, solid conclusions. It's yeah, just yeah. exhausting to me. Uh, the gun was obtained illegally is the latest news I've heard, but we're still within that 24-hour window where most of everything you hear turns out to be not true. Remember what we were talking about out of Uvalde within 24 hours? We didn't know... We we knew the opposite of what had happened in terms of the police response. So so did you just say illegally? Illegally is what I just read. Yeah, because I just got a news update saying it was obtained uh, lawfully. There you go. So well, my my overall point was: don't believe anything you hear in the first twenty four hours, including uh, you know, you didn't know in the first twenty four hours that there were like forty armed cops there for an hour and ten minutes outside the schoolroom. Uh, you didn't know that for quite a while, so let's wait and see what was going on here. So, on a totally different topic, the state of Oregon is almost certainly, I don't think you can deny it, is the hotbed of woke ridiculousness in America. With all due respect to Berkeley and San Francisco, when you look at Portlandia and the Oregon state government, they're tough to beat. Least, and boy, did they unleash a humdinger. Governor Brown, that's her name? The mm-hmm. least popular governor in America. 18% approval rating, I think? Yeah. Something like that? And that 18%, they, they're thinking of somebody else. Oh, Kate Brown? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, the latest woke hilarity from uh, beautiful Oregon coming up in moments. Awesome. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The 15-time champion of the world with 63 Nathan's famous hot dogs and buns, Joey Chestnut! It was a crazy contest. I'm happy I was able to come through on top. Yeah, Joey Chestnut once again, the all-time champion hot dog eater, 15 years, blah, blah, blah. He wrestled a protester to the ground while eating hot dogs, still won by 20 hot dogs. Again, it's as if Usain Bolt were to defend the rest of the racers against an interloper and then resume running and beat everybody in the hundred. I mean, Joey Chestnut is the world's greatest athlete. Well, he doubles up most people, so it'd be Usain Bolt crossing the finish line where everybody else was halfway through the race. Yeah. Which is astounding. Now, George Shea, who was the announcer you heard, used to be a friend of the Armstrong and Getty show till he got too big. Then he stopped returning our calls, and we will hate him till the end of time, until we see him brought low. And we will mock him, and then perhaps we'll allow him to be our friend again. On the other hand, he is a heck of a wordsmith and very, very amusing. Uh, which clip were we going to run? Is it uh, number one? Oh, now? I thought we were doing that later. Okay. We oh, do that later? Now. Yeah. It's very long. That's good. Whatever. You want it. You know, I teased that uh, Oregon thing. Yeah. Probably ought to do it. Uh, so, okay. So we'll have the brilliant introduction of the great Joey Chestnut coming up. Uh, also, uh, the the new Biden Batahatakefcare clip of the term. He will never exceed this for incoherence. This is the big kahuna. Two out of three Americans don't know who we declared independence from. Confidence in U.S. institutions at an all-time low, according to Gallup. A bunch of other stuff on the way about the current state of America. 
So here's the story from Oregon, which continues to set the pace in ridiculousness. Oregon health officials delayed a meeting because they realized urgency is a white supremacy value. Okay, I will explain. The Oregon Health Authority is a government agency. It coordinates medical care and social well-being there in the Beaver State. During the pandemic, OHA was responsible for coordinating, like, for instance, the vaccination drive, uh, giving out information about COVID-19, along with the regular health stuff. Okay, so that's what they do. The agency's Office for Equity and Inclusion, however, prefers not to rush the business of government. In fact, quoting Reason.com, the office managers, uh, the office program manager delayed a meeting with partner organizations on the stated grounds that, quote, urgency is a white supremacy value. In an email obtained by Reason, Regional Health Equity Coalition program manager, why do all these people have titles that take like 11 words to spell out? Is it because if you have a made-up job, it doesn't have a simple name? <laughs> that could be. That could I mean, be it. There's something there. I don't know. There's a, there's a theory developed in my head. Anyway, where is that? Ah, Regional Health Equity Coalition Program Manager Danielle Droppers informed the community that a scheduled conversation between OHA officials and relevant members of the public would not take place as planned. Quote, Thank you for your interest in attending the community conversation between regional health equity coalitions and the Community Advisories Council to discuss the community investment collaboratives, wrote Droppers. We recognize that urgency is a white supremacy value that can get in the way of more intentional and thoughtful work, and we wanted to attend this dynamic. Hmm. I don't you know, know that there's, there's so There's so many dynamics I should attend. But I don't. I just don't. What is it? Laziness? I don't know. I get the invitation, and I think I'm going to go. But when the time comes, I think I don't want to attend this dynamic. (laughs) So, again, we recognize that urgency is a white supremacy value that can get in the way of more intentional and thoughtful work, and we want to attend to this dynamic. Therefore, we will reach out at a later date to reschedule. The email was sent from uh, Dropper's state government email address, drew sharp rebukes from many who received it, including one community member replied that, quote, as a person of color, I'm calling BS. <laughs> Another recipient, a health equity manager at a medical group, said she was thrown by the claim. Uh, Please educate me on what the state means by urgency as a white supremacy value, she wrote. Also, I'd like to know how this gets in the way of the organization's work. I've struggled all morning with how to communicate the reason for the postponement postponement to our organization or community advisory councils. Uh, Droppers did not follow up on her email with an explanation, but a county health official responded that I, too, was taken by surprise with the statement, decided to investigate it for further comprehension, wanted to share a link that I found. And the link directed to a website that purportedly identifies aspects of white supremacy culture conceived of by Tima Oaken, a white anti-racist educator who's very similar to Judith Katz, who's a very, uh, very famous anti-racist, quote-unquote, educator. Uh, among the other characteristics of white supremacy are preferring quantity over quality, wanting things to be written down, perfectionism, becoming defensive, and yes, possessing a sense of urgency. So having the meeting on time would be white supremacist, so we're postponing it. These people are seriously nuts. That is something. That is something. You that can... whole anti-racist training thing is nuts. That, that, <laughs> wow. 
Um, two out of three Americans don't know who we declared independence from and other interesting stuff about the 4th of July. Armstrong and Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mission that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in a foot. Excuse me. So what's what's happening there in that cavalcade of uh, hilarity? Oh, my goodness. The president, Jack, who's an old fellow from Delaware by the name of Joe Biden, announces that he can summarize this great country in one word, then unleashes something on us. That can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in a uh, foot. Excuse me. What was he going to... Do we know what he was going to say? What was the single word that can sum up this great nation? I don't have the slightest idea. Excuse me. Hmm. And I actually saw that spelled out. Uh, (laughs) It's a long word of unknown origin. Oh, boy. And people still walking around with a serious look on their face saying uh, he he is planning to run for re-election. Oh, my goodness. So I got something kind of silly, then something kind of important. Uh, Two out of three adults don't know who America declared its independence from in 1776. Um, Most elementary school students uh, used to know, but no longer do for what we've changed what we emphasize, what we teach in schools. Um, They're learning that they're probably a little girl if they're a little boy and that white people are evil. 
One in three Gen Xers think the 4th of July celebrates America's independence from Native Americans. Huh. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. This is tragic and frightening. About 8% said Europe. Uh, a bunch of people said South America. 12% Europe, said... Europe is arguably... I'll give you partial credit. Sure. Uh, 12% put none of the above. Um, also, one in ten respondents didn't know how many stripes there are on the American flag, etc., uh, etc. Et so, you know, that's a lovely bit of knowledge—the uh, stripes on the flag. I don't think it's fundamental. I don't if think you so missed either. that. Yeah. Fine. I don't think so either. This is important, and I don't know what we do about it. Confidence in U.S. institutions is at a new low. Gallup has been doing this for quite a few decades, going back to the seventies. And average across 14 institutions is now at 27% in terms of confidence. And I'll get into the specifics here in just a second to explain that. But that is way low from the average of 40% that we had from the 70s through about 2004. Then enough of these institutions started to drop off. Now, a lot of them have always been low, not this low, but always low. Like Congress has always had low approval rating. Not as low as it is now. Congress it is as it is. As it it currently is at seven percent, seventeen. Sorry, twenty-seven, seventy, seven. Hmm. And you seven percent. What are your standards exactly? <laughs> I think they're doing a fine job. Fine job. Now, this is Gallup. This is a serious organization. Americans are less confident in major institutions than they were a year ago and a significant decline over the years for 11 of the 16 institutions. The largest declines in confidence are 11 percentage points down for the Supreme Court, which, as we have talked about recently, has been put in the position of uh, having to be the focal point of controversial things as opposed to Congress being that focal point where we could spread out our dissatisfaction among among 535 members, which is a good way to dissipate anger. If you focus it on nine individuals, like the Supreme Court, then it ah, drives people crazy. I mean, it was really the genius of the Founding Fathers, the way they figured out a way to to spread out people's passions, starting at the local level, moving its way on up through Congress, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, so you don't end up with wanting to storm Washington to uh, because you think just a few people are getting in the way of what is all right in the world. Right, and, and you and your state and your district, uh, what have you, you have the opportunity to remove that person on a regular basis if you think they're actually doing wrong. Yeah. Anyway, so the Supreme Court is down 11 points. Uh, the presidency is down 15 points in terms of approval. Confidence currently ranges from a high of 68% for small business to a low of 7%, as I mentioned, for Congress. The military is the only institution besides small business which has a majority of Americans expressing confidence at 64%. Police is down to 45%, first time it's been a below the majority level, other than a blip uh, after George Floyd in uh, the history of the polling in Gallup. New lows for all three branches of the federal government. All-time lows. Supreme Court at 25%. The presidency at 23%. And Congress at 7%. (laughs) 
What do you do with that in a democracy where we choose our own government? We choose our own government, and you got 25% approval for Supreme Court, which why we don't personally choose the justices, we choose the people who choose the justices. Then the presidency, 23, and Congress, 7. I mean, what does that mean? Well, as we speak, there are probably 350 books of 500 pages or more being written about this very question, and they will join on the shelves the 500 books that already exist on this question. It's it's a complicated one. Uh, the To me, the real, I don't know, the sticking point maybe right now, and this sort of thing has come and gone in our history, is whether you're talking about the, the battle between the parties or the questions of the Supreme Court or whether elections were legitimate or not. We have gone from being a couple, and forgive me, Jack, if this uh, metaphor is a little close to home, uh, we've gone from being a couple that's in the midst of of a divorce but is absolutely dedicated to still co-parenting, being respectful, you know, being adults about it, being as cool as you can be in a very difficult circumstance. We've abandoned that in favor of just trying to turn the kids against each other, slandering each other to friends and neighbors, and uh, just scorched earth policy, scorched earth politics. That's a pretty good analogy, and you get into the, well, they did this first, back and forth. Yeah. And that's where we are. The other side did this, so we're going to do that, and that's where you go. Yeah, you know, I came across a couple of absolutely wonderful essays on some uh, related topics over the weekend that I wish I had complete time for. But uh, one of them is on that very question of not going scorched earth. We'll squeeze that in as soon as we can. Uh, some of the other institutions that aren't uh, just po- politics, but this, this, we're we're in, we're in a crisis. I think everybody knows this. I'm not mm-hmm. breaking any news here, but we're in a crisis where we just don't believe. We don't have belief in hardly anything anymore. So organized religion is down to 31%. These are lows. Newspapers... How about disorganized religion? Where nobody's quite sure where the minister is, and you can't find the hymn books, and nobody knows. Is the service at 9 or 10? I don't remember. Do we have one God or three? Does anybody know? (laughs) No, that's a disorganized religion. (laughs) So religion's at 31, newspapers at 16, the criminal justice system at 14... Big business at fourteen. We mentioned well, the- you got to slow down a little bit. Every single one of these numbers is blowing my mind. Tech companies twenty six. That's only been measured for three years, but it's a low number. Those other ones have been around forever, and these are new lows. So, mm. what is a country that doesn't believe in any of its institutions? Well, where are you? I mean, that's that's a bad place to be. What percentage of Americans? If they knew they were in safe hands, like our gentle hands, for instance, would say a lot of the scorched earth politics that's going on right now and is so damaging the country, uh, a lot of it comes from my side and a lot of it comes from the other side. I think both sides are tearing the country apart. What what percentage of Americans would be willing to say that if you got them in a calm mood? Well, according to David French over the weekend, who I'm going to read from, two-thirds of Americans believe that. I think that's probably true. If if you get them outside their whipped-up tribal environments, if yeah. they're not feeling like they're being stabbed in the moment you ask them by the other side, yeah, they'll probably say, yeah, there's crazy on both sides. Yeah. Uh, David French, who's a longtime columnist and currently works for the Dispatch, believes two-thirds of Americans are that way and that we need to become the dominant voice in the country. And it starts with being able to criticize your own side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a major feature in Jonathan Haidt's brilliant essay about why we've become so stupid over the last decade. 
we spend so much time policing the purity of our own side. Hmm. The purity of our own side as opposed to Yeah, the, the ideological purity. In our right. own side. Okay. Well, yeah, the, the only flaws we police are you aren't sufficiently gung-ho and out here with us. Gotcha. I don't know, but th- that th- a country that doesn't believe in any of its institutions I don't, I, I, does not have a good future. So a couple of uh, words of wisdom on that topic that I came across and wanted to share with you coming up uh, in a few minutes. Plus, uh, the lunkhead governor of California is clearly running for president. We ought to talk about that soon. George Shea is a national treasure. He introduces the hot dog eating contest every single year, and we'll play for you his uh, always fantastic intro before Joey Chestnut once again destroyed the competition, winning his 15th hot dog eating competition. We are we are more excited about this than practically anybody in the world. Uh, stay, stay here for all that. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, my glory! With a new world record of one gallon of Nathan's lemonade. Badlands Booker! Badlands, how do you feel? Uh, Excuse the bad manners. Sorry. Woo, that was awesome. So, hey, um... At my house, anyway, it's a family tradition to gather around ESPN4 and watch the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on the 4th of July. 
going way back to Kobayashi when he was a champion. And then, then a young Joey Chestnut of San Jose came on the scene and for the past 15 years has dominated. Merka! Um, yesterday, Joey Chestnut won again, but in the middle of his eating hot dogs, an animal rights protester ran up on stage. Joey Chestnut himself put the animal rights protester in a headlock and wrestled him to the ground while chewing his hot dogs. Who says there are no heroes? And Joey Chestnut still won by 20 hot dogs, which is really quite amazing. Um, but what you just heard there was some guy named Badlands Booker winning the lemonade chug contest, drank a gallon of lemonade in 30 seconds. Holy crap. Yeah, is that uh, safe? How has nobody died in one of these things? I thought, I've been, I said, geez, a decade ago, these were all going to come to an end when somebody dies. Their their stomach just gives out because there's, there's a physical limitation to how much liquid or food you can put in there before it's just going to rip open. And yeah. somebody's going to die on stage before they can get them to the well, hospital, and then they'll end these things. It's happened, though. Some people have choked in, you know, your regional contests that nobody really pays attention to. Yeah, choking choking is different than your stomach giving way to the amount, though. I feel like that would end oh, the contest yeah. because you can't, you know. Well, back to the lemonade chugging uh, contest, which is a new side contest. What's next? Ice cream eating or whatever, but... Uh, a uh, radio station not far from the radio ranch uh, many years ago had a like a water drinking contest that was similar and a gal died from it some condition you get in your brain for having too much liquid and uh, waters down the electrolytes or something like that it was a tragedy yeah. so i don't know maybe the properties of lemonade are different anyway that was the voice of george shea you heard a second ago he's the announcer for the thing that really that really makes makes the event work hold on guys Oh, no. Oh, it's the corona. corona it's the monkeypox. This is the monkeypox, Cardi, Dr. Cardi. I hope it's not the monkeypox. Now everybody's got it. Um, But this is the intro to the hot dog eating contest yesterday. The humble consequence of carbon. The fleeting spray of life turned diamond by the sun. Forever suspended in that instant. Indifferent to the gods. For he does not envy their power. He will not plead their pardon. He will curse and spit and sneer and shout his name at the heavens. I am the shining ark of humanity. Yield to my dominion. And if we must compete for our place within existence, we submit as our champion the champion of the world, of now and of always, of the air, of the fire, of the sea, of the land, of the free, Yahweh Chestnut! <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Wow. My mind started to drift like three quarters of the way through it. I think he needed to tighten that up. That's the way to do something that ridiculous, an eating contest, is like to go so far the other direction in terms of flowery and like making it seem important. Right, right. That is Hilarious. funny. Yeah. Um, just reading this article about the bonfire of the NFTs. So cryptocurrency has taken a pretty big hit, as we've talked about. Uh, and nobody's exactly sure where that's going, but I haven't heard anybody say that crypto's going away. There are plenty of people still think crypto's the future of money in the world, but the current trading of Bitcoin and whatever, who knows where that's headed or how that's going to work out. Bitcoin has lost 60% in the six months of this year. 
Others have dropped even more. But NFTs have just gone off a cliff, and I'm not certain that that is going to continue to be around. It felt like a pyramid scheme from the beginning to me, uh, and I expect that it will end that way. According to Reuters, the NFT dream isn't dead, but it's taken a big, non-fungible beating. The market shown gloriously... Last year, as crypto-rich speculators spent billions of dollars on the risky assets, pumping up prices and profits, now six months into 2022, it's looking pretty ugly. Monthly sales volumes of the largest NFT marketplace, which is OpenSea, plunged to $700 million in June. That's still a lot of money. But the high uh, back in January was $5 billion. So there's $5 billion of trading going on with NFTs. It's down to $700 million now and going mm. off a cliff. Um, I, you might be asking, "What the hell's an NFT?" I don't even know how to explain it. So, it's it's well, it's 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 fairy dust and air. That's what it is. It's the exclusive right to a digital snippet of something, whatever that means. I don't remember what it started with. Like uh, highlights for a while, like basket, like a really cool dunk in the NBA. They would have the official clip of that dunk. And you would have there would be a limited number of them put out. And if you bought one of those, you could trade them with everybody responding. Yeah, but I can watch it anytime I want nah, on YouTube. Or, you don't own it, though. It's yeah, not yours. Yeah, but it's not different. You see, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's I mean, it's all in your mind whether or not you think it's worth something or not. And if you think it is just like a limited print, I mean, they can make a whole as many of the limited prints as they want of art. But they only make fifteen hundred of the official limited prints. And they have value, always have. Um, this will or it won't. It looks like it's heading toward won't after a couple of months of will. But Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, buyer beware. Yeah. Uh, like I said, always seemed like a pyramid scheme to me. Hey, when you were talking earlier about uh, the, the Biden or the Biden administration with his face on it, tweeting that uh, gas prices the way to deal with them is the greedy gas station owners just need to lower their prices. Well, he was basically ordering gas stations across America to lower prices, the sort of thing that when Trump made those kind of proclamations was seen as, you know, look, he's Hugo Chavez. Right, right. So it's it's either idiotically unaware of how economics actually work or just incredibly cynical. And I was thinking it's the while you're talking about that great tweet from Charles C.W. Cook. Of uh, National Review, is that who he writes for? Uh, correct. Yeah. Um, Biden also tweeted over the weekend, before I took office, 3,000 Americans were dying from COVID each day. 20 million Americans had lost their jobs. In fact, so many Americans lost their jobs that my predecessor became just the second president in history to leave office with fewer jobs in America than when he entered. Wow, that is so disingenuous. And Charles Cook, who's no Trump fan, tweeted back, and I think this is a great point. One of Biden's big problems is that he often tweets things like this, which implies that everything that happens is the result of his being president, and then becomes confused and surprised when people attribute all the bad stuff to him, too. Ah, good one. Yeah. So this game is going on where the president tweets that he deserves the credit for all good, all fruit that falls from the trees. But then none of the bad stuff, though. That stuff I did, that was just kind of came out of nowhere. It came out of the wind. It was somebody else. The bad people. The evildoers did it. That's a very good point. You can't have both. That the president can control everything. Like Trump could control how many jobs got lost during the pandemic. But when gas prices go up, it's not me. Right. 
That's yeah, a good point. I, I don't think it's convincing anybody either. Hey, came across a couple of fabulous essays about this wonderful country I want to share with you next. If you can't stay around, grab it via podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 